Welcome to the Evolu Podcast, where we create space for real talk to learn, heal, grow, and evolve together. I'm Kimiko. And I'm Abby. We're soul sisters and besties turned business partners. Here on Evolu, we share our lessons learned and bring you special guests from passionate leaders, creatives, and badass women who stayed committed to their visions even when the odds were against them. Each week, we bring you new episodes that give you tangible tips to create your own meaningful journey. So grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine, kick back, and join the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Evolu. Um, Today, we have a very, very special guest with us, our very, very good friend, Kanoa. Hello, Kanoa. Hi. Hello. Hello, my friends. Hey, girl. Kanoa is our very good friend. Now she's living in Japan. Um, So she's living her best life, you know. Yes. (laughs) Living my best life. As you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna hang out with her, catch up with her a little bit and just, you know, talk a little bit about her story, how she got to where she is now, because I think it's pretty inspiring and I think it will resonate with a lot of people out there so yeah thank you guys so much for having me on here Evalu <laughs> I am team Evalu all the way I love you so much I know we love you so so much thank oh you so gosh. much for being here Kanoa like your story is so inspiring you're someone that's just always been so driven and when you have your eyes set on something, there's literally nothing that can get in your way until you achieve it. And so that's one of the reasons that we want other people to really hear um, and how you felt this this urge to be like, I want to move back home to Japan right after college and really dive into starting a new chapter of your life. Um, moving across the globe is a scary move that maybe a lot of people consider but don't actually do. And so we want to share some of that journey of what you had gone through or are going through um, in case anyone else might feel inspired to do the same. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to share my story in hopes to maybe, you know, being um, even a little bit of a guide or guide somebody who is thinking about um, traveling abroad but a little scared because it is really scary thank you well we're so happy to have you here um thank you yes so okay let's just dive into it all um, right so we obviously know you very well but there's a <laughs> lot of people out there listening who do not so mm-hmm. um just tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what are your passions in life what are your goals well just to kind of you know start off as a base um I am half Japanese and half American my dad was a navy sailor so I mostly grew up in Tokyo and also Hawaii my parents kind of split up when I was really young so um, my dad was stationed in Hawaii I would do the whole going back and forth thing from Tokyo to Hawaii always moving always having to adapt to new people, new schools, new apartments, and then finally, finally found some stability after moving to live with my dad in San Diego for high school. And then 
moving away to my alma mater, San Francisco State. Hey. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yes, I met the beautiful, inspiring Abby and Miko. With obviously, it was like love at first sight. <laughs> Truly, it really was. But, first sight. <laughs> yeah, now I'm moving to Japan, uh, or moved to Japan. I'll get into that a little bit later. But overall, I guess uh, what I'm passionate about, I really had to think about that one because it's an answer, you know. I always think back to because life changes so drastically within just, you know, a few years or even one year, six mm -hmm. months, um, especially for me, change and adaptation is like story of my life. So I think it's actually really hard for me to say exactly what I'm passionate about other than having stability in my life. I think that's what I'm passionate about is, um, doing what's in front of you, even though you don't know if it's the right thing to do, or, you know, it may seem a little scary. I'm passionate about pushing through the fear mm -hmm. and ultimately finding out what I like and don't like, um, finding out a lot about myself and hopefully uh, sharing that with others and helping them out. Right now, though, side note, I'm very, very passionate about cooking and baking I think I've always had a creative side drawing or painting but right now it's um, cooking and baking mm -hmm. I actually went plant-based a few months ago oh wow. shit yes Congrats. I'm out of the vegan closet now I, I don't think I've ever said that out loud <laughs> um wow I, yeah I um how's that been I thought it would be very difficult but it's actually gotten really fun. Like I'm very creative now. I've always liked to cook. So, you know, being in Japan, it's really hard to find everyday food products that don't contain fish or mm. fish um, base or animal products. So my exciting Saturday nights consist of me peeling soybeans to prevent them into tempeh. So very mm. exciting. But what, <laughs> what made you or motivated you to like go plant-based but why do so, you want to do that we all know there's there's just so much information out there that we are exposed to either if, even if we want to or don't want to we're exposed to the information um the you know it's just reality that is always hitting your face about the environment mm. and animal rights and health issues as well but what kind of really just pushed me to do it was uh, I was supposed to have, I moved into a new apartment recently, as you guys both know, but my roommate was supposed to be vegan. So I thought, you know, I, I would feel kind of bad if I had all these meats and animal products in the fridge since we were going to be sharing the fridge. And so I was like, why not give it a try? You know, if, if she can do it, I can do it too. And, it's not hurting anybody. So I gave it a try and I realized that it's totally doable. There's so much information on the internet. Anything that you enjoy eating, you can actually make vegan. And it's mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult to do so because you have to make everything on your own. You have to make your own bread. You have to make your own like sauces or bases um butters but 
you can actually make your own butter which I thought out of cashews and I was like wow like we have come so far with this and it's just very intriguing to know that I can enjoy such a delicious meal that I've created myself um, Mm -hmm. completely based off of nuts and and yeah plants and yeah bacteria or you know for for (laughs) yogurt or tempeh it's awesome i love that yeah i love that there's so much more vegan options available nowadays it's just becoming more widely accepted Mm -hmm. as a thing now yeah Yeah, and I'm, i'm so jealous that you guys probably have such a variety of stuff out there um, we don't have any yeah. of that stuff. So yeah, um, I, I had to make, you know, I'm making like cheese sauces out of um, sweet rice flour. And wow. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's just, I, I, I get so into it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm passionate about right now in front of me. But I, when I, you know, passion is, is what makes you happy, right? I think passion is truly, truly what makes you happy and you feel like um, gives you life. So don't get so caught up in like, oh, what is my passion? Like, do I like to do this? Like, do I like to do this kind of work? We get so wrapped up into how it should translate into a career. But if you just do what you love and what gives you life, then I think it evolves into something that um might give you a sense of what you want to do with your life so Mm -hmm. I love that I love when you said your passions can change with time whether it's over a year or several years so it's like giving ourselves the permission to be multi-passionate and following whatever it is that comes with us rather than overthinking about it or thinking that you have to stick to one thing there's so many things that you do and are passionate about you Right now, our passion about cooking, you know, you have, you're working in marketing, you um, also are an entertainer as well, right? You model, um, and you're an actress and a singer and so many things you really encompass like this full holistic view of so many different passions. And so part of you following that path also meant that you knew that you wanted to come back to Japan. Mm -hmm. So what really inspired that decision? Like walk us through that moment where you knew that the next step for you meant being back in Japan. Well, um, yeah. So when we met in college, right, I had no idea like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do after, or I I didn't know that I was going to even come to Japan, but oh my gosh, side note. Um, to give everyone like a, a really quick, like reference of time, we met at San Francisco State and you were a freshman in college back in 2000, I want to say 12? Something, something like that, like 13, something like that. Something like that. 12, 13, <laughs> yeah. So know. that's around yeah. the time that we met. So like like seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. She was wow. in SF for maybe like four, four years. And then she moved to Japan, which is like another four years yeah. since then. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of time has passed and we've been we've been friends for so many years now. So maybe we'll we'll time travel back, right? To that moment where yeah. we're still in the yeah. SF apartment on Cambon. Oh my God. Near SF. And those first 
are those last few months where you knew that you were prepping for the move and you were making the decision to move? So like, mm-hmm. what was going through your mind and what was happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, the, the new iPhone, when you swipe left on the home screen and all the old picture, like an old picture yes. comes up on top. Do you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So all these pictures of us, like when um, Abby, remember when we went to like Mexico and hot water ran out and stuff? Oh my God. Do you God. remember that? Like, Everyone, yes um, the thanksgiving <laughs> photos with miko because i lived with miko for uh, a couple years mm-hmm. and we had thanksgiving at the house and mm. with her dog yoshi and all the festivals <laughs> we went to Aww. so it was really crazy um how time flies and just reminds me how important it is to like cherish every moment and the people you're with so mm-hmm. i you never really know what you have until you know you don't have it anymore so moving to a new country, it really made me um, think back like, wow, you know, life is really just crazy and you really should cherish even the uncertainty of life and just enjoy it with the people around you. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, um, I've always kind of known I wanted to live in Japan someday because I grew up there as a kid. I remember loving all the matsuris, like the the customs, the kimonos, the festivals, and the snacks, and the cute little Hello Kitties, and all the activities, Um, being with my grandma. um, I knew that if I stayed in the States after college, I would miss out on my chance to do that and go back there. And, you know, I was afraid that I would forget all my Japanese, which is very important to me because my mom went through hell and back to make sure I was bilingual. So the thought was really scary moving there, leaving. I had a, I had a boyfriend at the time. Hello, if you're listening. Um, I had a boyfriend <laughs> at the time of like three years, but I, it's just Aww. something that I really wanted to do. So I, it was scary leaving you guys, like mm-hmm. one of my best friends, everything that I knew and um, I did it. It was scary. Uh, it was also my es- escape plan because I truly didn't know what I wanted to do after college, like most people. So I'm grateful that I even had that option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really scary. Um, it was something that I, it was always in the back of my head that I wanted to do. And I didn't put the two and two to together until after I graduated. Like, hmm, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, but Japan is there and my grandma is there and maybe I should just go there. And that was yeah. it. I had no plan. I didn't know what I was going to do for work. Um, didn't really have any friends. Um, it, it was really an escape for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of, that's really cool though. You had that like opportunity to like even do that, you know, having your grandma there and no, actually knowing the language mm-hmm. um, yeah. before you even decided to do there, uh, to move there. Like thinking about like the cultural differences between living in America versus living in Japan are really different. And I know mm-hmm. because I, I have been to Japan and it felt like I was on another planet or that like I was in the future. How did your cultural identity um, shift like when you moved to Japan? 
Yeah. So all the, all the things that you're describing, I've, you know, I, I lived there before. So, you know, that was kind of um, something that I really liked, like, oh, the toilets are different or, you know, the, uh, the structures, <laughs> the, the, the trains, <laughs> the whole <laughs> structure of things are a certain way, which I was familiar with. So that's kind of what I, you know, wanted to go back to one day. So I really um, enjoyed that. But yes, I, I absolutely have always had a hard time identifying myself as a either a full American or full Japanese just culturally because um, I always had a little bit of both so I, I didn't really know who I was <laughs> oh that sounds so weird like who am I but you know talking with a completely like American person who only lives in America mm-hmm. didn't you know I, I didn't identify completely as that and I didn't identify completely as a you know, Japanese person who just grew up yeah. in Japan. So moving, it is person. such a challenge. And, it, and not even just like, you know, racially, like, uh, oh, I'm half this, I'm half that. I'm culturally, mm-hmm. like, seriously, like, I call myself a hybrid because I really am in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did spend most of my years in America. So I kind of gotten like my my soul i guess would say it's very american as then I'm, I'm straightforward i can be honest of what i like and i don't like i can um you know i'm not gonna be somebody or try to be someone i'm not uh compared to japanese japanese people culturally i feel like there's so many layers um you don't really know who they are or you know you kind of always hide who you really are or how you really feel Mm. which is always a challenge um I did struggle with connecting with Japanese folks my age um compared to people in America um because like I said they have so many layers it's hard to feel a connection to really get to know them um and I, I think connection like connecting with people is is so important I think that's what gives us life as well um and when I meet people, I, I really want to connect with them. I want to know what they're about. I want to know, you know, what they're um, in, insecure about. I want to know what, they're, what they fear. I want to know what they love. And when I couldn't connect with people, I also felt like they couldn't connect with me. And I felt nobody understood me, um, which I don't blame them either because I had a unique childhood and Japanese people are very secluded in their Japan bubble. And it's hard for them to understand anything in the outside world or how it's relevant to them. Um, the gender gap was, it's still a thing. The gender gap, like girls should be a certain way. Guys should be a certain way. You know, girls shouldn't have hair or, you know, they literally laser remove their whole freaking body, like even their finger hair and stuff. I'm like, wow, gosh, you guys, like they have a, like, you know, 18, 20 year old girls have like a $3,000, you know, payment plan or payment plan to pay off $3,000 to laser remove their hair because, you know, girls sh- should be hairless, like we're clean and oh we God. should, you know, we should sit a certain way and, and guys, they kind of egg that on too, like, oh, you're a girl, you know, you, you should, you shouldn't say this or you should mm. do this, yeah. which was so hard for me because, I can, you know, I will sit however the way I want to sit, 
you know if I have some arm hair like deal with it you know but yeah. you start to like it starts to sink into your brain like oh maybe I should shave my arms or like okay maybe maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I shouldn't do that and then you kind of get confused like you know should I be doing this like oh and then you start to get really self-conscious about things so that was really hard for me um you know and feel like it like the culture is like a little bit sexist in a way um really underlying like I said I don't even think girls realize that they're being I don't want to say oppressed because that sounds intense but just they don't even realize that they're being put in a different category but Mm -hmm. uh Japan though as a culture we've always had that uh domestic role in the Edo Edo times where you know girls should always wear kimono and they're always together like girls should be in a separate room and guys are samurais they're fighting so we should serve them and so that's just a really really old mentality i think things progress a little slower out here like i said they're secluded on this island so um that was kind of hard for me as a american because we've evolved so much when it comes to gender and sexuality and being gay or you know even stuff like that um i remember there was a um pride parade in Tokyo, which I thought was amazing. And while I was on the bus, I remember with some Japanese friends or, and I overheard some lady on the bus was like, what's the, what's the point of doing that? Like, what is, you know, it's just like ruckus to them. Like they don't understand the point of expressing yourselves and expressing what you believe. Um, and that kind of took me back to like, you have a long ways to go when it comes to. Um, and it must be you know, such a, you know, a contrast, right? The last place that you were before you moved to Japan was San Francisco, which many people know, like at San Francisco State, it's super progressive. It's very liberal. It's very diverse. I think one of the things that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the three of us really experienced at SF State was really like being in this melting pot. Our friends group was just like so many different. So multicultural. So multicultural on so many levels and being able to understand and us being in a multicultural sorority, right? Like an organization, like that's how we all Mm -hmm. met. And then going from this thing where those those values are instilled and then going to a place that you is home to you, but also it has a different set of values and not necessarily in a way where it's intentional, but it is also, like you said, underlying. And it makes you question or reflect on the values here are so much different than what I had known for like the last how many years. So things that you were looking for were community and wanting to, you know, get to know people when you were getting there. So even in these times when things might feel, you know, hard or, you know, just kind of confusing, um, what motivated you on those days that were, you know, felt harder than others? Um, well, I just remember like my overall, you have to like take 20 steps back like okay wait why am I even here like why did I even come here right like why am I even living (laughs) like take a really really like a hundred steps back and look at it and the main thing is like I want to look back as a really like old grandma with my cane you know and know that I, I experienced everything like good and bad I experienced everything that I could have experienced that came my way and to be able to 
you know, tell my my grandkids like, oh, you know, I was once a, a Japanese idol and then I had no stability and I didn't know what I was doing. And then I went straight into the corporate world and, you know, just having that story, right? Like having those ups and downs, it's it's part of the overall picture that you want to look back one day and just laugh about and smile about and knowing that I lived freely I did everything that I wanted to do and I I didn't stop myself or I didn't give up just because I had you know a little hiccup here and there Um, just to be progressive to keep moving forward because that is what gives us all the satisfaction I think at the end of the day to know that oh god remember one year ago when I was going through this and look at me now you know that's that's awesome to look back and think about that too so we only have I know this sounds really cheesy but yeah we only have one life so if you don't feel like oh like I don't want to work in the office like I don't want to give I don't want to live to work a nine to five and I don't want to do that then don't do it you know mm-hmm. and someday if you feel like you want to do it then do it um so I guess not my motto but just to live free mm-hmm. has always been what motivates me like being free is what makes me happy and that's what motivates me to move forward absolutely I love that Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. And, and, you know, I can really resonate with, you know, what you're saying. And also something that you said earlier about pushing through your fear of doing something new. Don't settle for something that doesn't make you happy or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just do you. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's so easy too. And I think it's important to call out that this is so important because when we think about society, right, and how people measure their value or their worth when it comes to society, it's like there's these milestones, right? They tell you, oh, when you get out of college, you have to to go right into your career or you have to get a stable job or you have to get married at a certain time or you have to do that. And people use that as like a metric to help them measure But what happens sometimes is that they can be following that so much that they're not actually listening to what's what their intuition is telling them about what they truly deeply want. And it's different for everyone, right? Sometimes it comes up like later in their life. Sometimes it comes up really early. But I think that that's such a gem, right? Following it, even though when it feels really uncomfortable and having this satisfaction at the end of your life when you can say, there's nothing that I regret not doing or there's no risk that I didn't not take because I felt like I had to do something else. And so for those that are listening, like take that one down and jot it down because if you're someone that may be wanting to jump from the nine to five, like if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Um, And it's scary no matter what it is that you're doing. Maybe you're trying to move from home. Maybe you're trying to move across the country. Um, But there are so many people out there like Kanoa who are doing it, even if it is scary and uncomfortable and are moving through the uncomfort of what that might feel like. I, I think there's so much information out there these days. Like we have the internet and like just doing a little bit of research. Like if you did, if a certain country or a certain career path that would lead you to a different country looks 
appealing to you. There's so much information out there and so many programs or stuff that you can apply to. So if yeah. you if something feels attracted to you, like look into it, just throw whatever you have out into the universe and whatever the universe throws back at you, go with it. Find mm, your advantage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think for me, my advantage was like, I speak Japanese. I have family out here. That's my advantage. I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to go for it. So, mm-hmm. and I, I understand that some people may not have that that kind of advantage but they they have something calling within them right like oh i think mm-hmm. i want to do this or i think i want to go here i want to change so gather the information because there's just so much out there and just keep throwing what you have out into the universe and i swear the universe mm-hmm. will respond yes 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 manifested a lot of attraction right there <laughs> earlier you had said something too which was on the lines of you know, you may not know what the next three steps look like, but if you know what the next step is, take it. And mm-hmm. I think that's also super important too. It's like, you might not know, but you might get just that one sign, you know, for you, it might, maybe that feeling was, I have some familiarity with Japan. So I know this is my next step for someone else. It could be like, hmm, I keep feeling really drawn to going to say Italy, right? And mm-hmm. it's like following that itch or that intuition that's happening because it's a sign of what could be opening for you. But a lot of people sometimes shy away from what that is. Um, But when instead you should be leaning into that and doing the research and taking the action steps to move towards that instead of away from it. Yeah. Cause it is a, it's a big step. Right. Mm. And for me, I've always, I've always moved around. So it wasn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I took it like a grain of salt. It was still difficult, but I, I imagine for someone who's grown up in the same place, who's been in the same atmosphere for a really long time for them to like get up and go to Italy. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really big step. And I can see why someone would shy away from that, but I promise you, like you will not regret it and things will work out. Like things always have a way of working out. I swear. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah, They do. They definitely do. So it's just, yeah. Like listening to your gut, I think is so important. If it Mm -hmm. feels right, you know, like within yourself, I think it's important to learn how to follow that because your 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 gut will never do you wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it be going to another country, or even if you don't want to, even if you want like a simple life and you just want to stay home and and where you are and do the the normal thing if that's what you want to do that's totally okay too totally okay and there's information there too yeah yeah like if you're like I want to work remote like I want to be in my house there are like thousands of things I mean it might it might be mundane jobs at first but then you get the freedom of being in your house which is what you wanted to do so yeah there are sacrifices to everything don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. nothing's Mm -hmm. a perfect story there's something that has to be sacrificed but if you are working towards the one thing that you do want regardless of the sacrifice I think you'll find a happy place definitely yeah since you've decided to make this big like change in your life like what has been your biggest accomplishments um since being there 
since moving to Japan. And also, I'm going to add a little bonus question of uh, what <laughs> what are your goals now? Well, um, it was like I said, I never had a plan to what I was going to do out here. So I kind of had to figure it out as I went. But basically, I the first thing I ever did when I moved out here is I met this person who had a company who um, was he it was like almost a startup for how do you say assigning workers to jobs um, so they basically they would find like uh, people who wanted to move to Japan from Asian countries or underdeveloped countries and wanted to work and live in Japan so like we were assigning the or job placement. yeah yeah, Recru- job recruiter. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. blanking on that word. <laughs> and I did it just because I didn't. It was like the first thing that kind of flew at me. So I took it and it was it was horrible. Like there was no training. It was the most awful thing I ever did. And I it only lasted for two or three months. And at that moment, I was I got like really scared, like oh my God, is this what I'm going to do for the next 20 years? Just like sit in this office infested with bugs and like these people that I don't even care about. And like, what am I doing? So my body was reacting to it too. Like I got really sick. It's really crazy how your mental stress and your physical is really related. I think a lot of Mm -hmm. health issues come from mental instability or, you know, fear and stress. It's insane. So I I had fevers for like a month and my throat would swell. And I, I think my body was just saying like, please, like, this is not you like this is I don't want to do this, you know, and it was making me sick. It's crazy. So I took that as a sign. And I said, I didn't want to be there anymore. And so I, I, I was lost at that point. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my mom just randomly she was like hey um i there is this agency it's called avex it's a it's a big japanese like entertainment industry where they have a lot of singers and dancers and stuff and she said like you should go to like a a singing class because i think singing will you know really stress or i think it's always good to have a good voice regardless of what you do in your life because if you have a good clear voice people will listen to you and that's really important so Mm. she put me in this like random singing class and I was coming I was walking home from the orientation and and there was this guy who was like hey um we're actually part of like a entertainment agency we're trying to make like a girls group and um here's my card like if you should contact me it's just so random right just walking home and um, I was like, okay. So I contacted him and he was like, gave me the gist. And he was like, yeah, we are starting. Um, I, I, there, you know, a, a number of girls, but we're all putting them through like a um, dance lessons. So we have these free dance lessons. So just come into the dance lessons, take a few lessons, and then we're going to decide blah, 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 blah. So then I was I took it as a sign right because I didn't know what else to do and then it it ended up being I ended up being in the group and it was a Japanese idol group 
I guess, I don't know how to describe it, but we perform in like live houses and such. And I did that for almost two years. I, I like, I, I never sang in front of people. I never danced in front of people. I, it was, it was so interesting to be in that subculture um, that I never thought that I would be in. Um, it's that, I guess that was an accomplishment in a way because how, how many people can say they've done that, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the Japanese yeah. population, maybe like less than 5% of people can say that they've sang and danced on a stage in front of people. And that's, you know, what they did every day. Like, yeah, right. Like that, that to me and was an accomplishment in my own mind because that is just new it was a new thing Mm -hmm. it was something I just took a wing at and it it continued I met great people and in 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 the group was this Russian girl and she was like no are you in a modeling agency and I said no and she's like that's that's such a waste there's there's such a need for half girls like you should you should register so that's how I registered into modeling and acting and from there, um, I didn't know this, but I guess that I can act. I, I, I mean, I took some acting classes and I was in yeah. drama class. I was in drama <laughs> class in like middle school, which I, I enjoyed. But um, I was in a few commercials. I was in a Toyota commercial. Um, I have a movie coming yes. up. I don't, um, I, you were in multiple movies, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that was just it was just so yeah. crazy <laughs> and um i was in nhk doing reporting i was in a in a commercial i was in like a pretty big commercial where i i flew to dubai which i also did the modeling or yeah the modeling or acting and also the behind the scenes stuff i was the assistant producer to that as well so i did both wow so cool in that Wow. Um, which is so cool. Um, I and my I, the, the biggest thing for me was how happy my grandma was. Like my grandma was just stoked. Aww. She was like, you know, every time I came across the TV, like in the commercial, she was just so happy and Aww. she was just so delighted to see me like reporting and stuff. And that made me so happy, like accomplished that I made my grandma happy because she's the reason why I moved out here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess so far, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, my my idol group, we dis- dispersed, but it taught me so, so much, good and bad. Yeah. And now <laughs> I'm, I'm working corporate now, I, uh, Olympic related. So I'm looking forward to accomplishing, hopefully, <laughs> being um, be able to accomplish stuff for that as well. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. That is a wow. full ass list. Like so <laughs> many accomplishments. And it. I think the other part that we want to call back to is it was all signs, right? Synchronicities of just one moment where one person had said, you know, hey, have you ever considered this? And you being open 
to what that sign was led to all of these opportunities. And like you've been on stage, like performed at like a festival too, right? Like with yeah. your group. And yeah. and then you've been in these commercials and these movies. And it was all because yeah. of that those connections and staying open when the door had come in front of you and making that choice to lean in instead of leaning away. And you said that, you know, through all the things that you accomplished, it also came with lessons learned. And can you share a little bit about some of those lessons learned that came up for you and how you got through um, any challenges that had come up along the way? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll start at something that I really struggled with, struggled with coming um, the first thing. I struggled with coming to Japan is body image. Like I, I was, mm. you guys know me. I was never like overweight. Right. I, I mean, towards the end, yeah. I guess I was a little You're bit bigger fit. than, yeah. So when I left yeah. San Francisco, <laughs> that was American standards, right? Well, yeah. welcome to Japan where everyone is genetically just like so skinny. And, um, it was a little unfortunate. I did get a lot of fat shaming for my own family because mm. they were not out of like they were trying to you know dis- discourage me but they were trying to say like hey you're in Japan now like this is this the image you know and they're very skinny so I really really struggled with body image and like losing weight and kind of conforming to what a pretty like I come back to the gender gaps and the standards like what a girl should look like and so on and so forth, which I took that. And I was like, I mean, to the point where I had like a six pack, you know, I was like ripped and I was really proud of myself. So that's, I took it into a positive thing. I still like to work out, but now I'm kind of like, now that I'm working in the office, I I maintain a healthy lifestyle. I think more, okay, not calories, but like, the component within the calories, like having a healthy fat, having a healthy carb and not just cutting out a food group completely and being healthy, right. And being happy, like being happy about what you eat and listening to your body is cravings without being unhealthy. And I think the food is so complex because you look at carbs, but there's healthy carbs, there's complex carbs, there's, um, fiber right fiber yeah. is a carb but it's a healthy carb so that my relationship with my body image and food has been a challenge that I finally am comfortable with and going vegan as well like it's how to be confident in front of a crowd and mm-hmm. how to make myself a how to appeal to certain people who have never come across people like me who've only seen little Japanese girls like and that's what they like but they've never seen a a girl like me where oh like she looks you know foreign but how do I appeal to those people right that was a challenge as well like am I not good enough for these people right because I'm I'm a certain race or I don't I don't but overall staying focused too like okay like I said take 20 steps back and think like okay why am I here staying focused on my goal right being my accomplishments being happy controlling fearful thoughts and um, knowing what kind of people you want in your life toxic people are they worth the fight but not giving up 
or on friends or relationships as well, because sometimes they're going through something in their life that's mm-hmm. giving off, you know, toxic vibes. But, you know, you want to be there for them too, not giving up on them as well, like figuring out who's worth it, who's who's just, you know, not even worth it. Always remember to be selfless. Like, mm-hmm. remember that, you know, they, they always say like give and take, right? But just to give and don't think about the take because your give is somebody's take. Um, I learned to show gratitude because when you show gratitude, you bring the good out in people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what, you know, they react to is um, gratitude. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had to adjust to a lot of new things. And, and you talked about having to maybe like decide who like you wanted in your life or not I think a lot of people would resonate with this like issue like in general like specific examples of like how that like happened to you um been there and how did you learn when to let go of like a friendship like what what are the signs of when you had to release yourself from something that felt toxic yeah, well, you know, they always in Japan, we have this thing like you attract who you are, like, you know what I mean? So you attract people that resemble you in a certain way. So when you're going through toxic times, you attract people who are going through toxic times as well. And this mm-hmm. and the and those who may have the same toxic values that you may have at that certain point in your life. And I definitely had a point in my life where I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, it was it was toxic for me. I was just like partying every day. I didn't really care what I, because I was so lost. And there are friends that I made through there as well, which at that point I started to evolve, right? Like I started to become, I had goals and I'm doing this now, I'm doing this now. And I, I started to grow more and more and more. But the person that I was so close to at that time is, has stayed there. And I remember like reaching out to like, how are you? Like, let's, let's go for, you know, dinner. And we would go to dinner and it was just so toxic. And the things that were coming out of her mouth is just like so negative and just the vibes were, were so negative. And I was like, how, how, I don't even know what we have in common anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to give up on that person mm-hmm. because you remember the times that you did have together and you would try to be shine positivity or you try to be there for that person but they they just don't want it you know Mm -hmm. you can't give somebody something Something that they don't don't want and that's when you know you have to like okay let go and who knows maybe we'll come back in touch one day when she's moved out of there or maybe she'll always stay there but that was something really hard for me because we're, we all go through different things and some people don't want to change. Some people fear that and it's hard to maintain a connection when you're just in totally different places in your life versus yeah. people who are growing with you, right? That's that's the mm. difference. People mm. who are growing with you. So you may have your hiccups like, oh my God, this, she, she was so annoying today. Or like this person is making me mad today. 
but then the next day you realize like they're growing too and when you when you come back after a few months and you talk about things and you relate and you're like yeah I went through that too I went through that too and you have you can find that connection even though you had your ups and downs those are the friends you shouldn't give up on I think Mm -hmm. because you're growing Mm -hmm. together and they're not they're not resistant to change or positivity Mm. I think that's the difference yeah yes it's like empowering each other through your journey and also you know protecting your energy when you just feel like the people that you're around may not have the same values as you anymore and knowing that you know having the discernment between the two yeah because I think when I say you attract who you are you really have to um work on yourself and love yourself mm-hmm. because if you love yourself you will attract people who love themselves as well yep. or who are working towards that and yes. that's that's just yeah. what you want you want to feel inspired by your friends right you want mm-hmm. them to enlighten you and you want to hopefully enlighten them and that's what i think a friendship should be like yes kanoa dropping i have always said us. this you have <laughs> always been wise beyond your years truly oh you really have you really have and you know just to let everyone know out there kanoa is about four years younger than us i know that's not a lot of time in the grand scheme of things but it, it's still it's in your 20s it is a lot of time and And I think like you as a person has, you've always had the, the capacity to just like understand like what you wanted and what you've needed to do for yourself without having to like necessarily like learn the hard way you know what I mean what like a lot of people like go through in their 20s especially you know they they fuck up a lot and I can attest to that because there's so many times when I've definitely fucked up for sure in my life but like you know we, we've all done that but you know you I just you you're a very special kind of person and then and you have this very special intuition and and way of knowing what you need to do it to get what you want and and knowing what you want so Mm -hmm. i really commend you for that oh thank you i've definitely i've definitely fucked up too no yeah definitely it's so it's important to fuck up. It really is. It is. And it's important yeah. to pick yourself up. And even more yeah. great when you have somebody to pick you up to. It's like, I don't think I could have done all this by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely having support is so, so important. And that's why I say, like, you want to support the people who support mm-hmm. you. And that's what a relationship is. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I mean, fucking up is yeah. inevitable, right? Like fucking yeah. up is part of life because that's how you yeah. learn and like being yeah. scared to not make mistakes. You're not you're going to play it safe the whole time and you're not going to learn the lesson. So it's important to have friends who can hold you when you fuck up and you're like yeah. and, and will help support you and, you know, call you on your shit, but also yeah. love you through it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or friends that tell you you did fuck up. Those are the real friends. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, girl, yes. you fucked up, but <laughs> yes. it's okay. Yeah. This is what you need to do. I think right. those are those are 
the real friends in life. Yeah. Like who, I mean, who has supported you like through all of this? Is it one person, a handful of people or you got Uh, yourself? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. I think definitely my, my parents, definitely my, my mom, well, cause my mom is Japanese. So yeah, she's a little rough around the edges and she uh, has a way of putting things out into words that aren't as positive, but she has helped me when I'm in, you know, had nowhere else. What else, I didn't know what else to do. My dad, on the other hand, he's kind of like the overall love, like, I'll love you no matter what, you know, whatever you decide to do. But, you know, he's not going to help me in detail, like, okay, this is what you need to do, but just gave yeah. me that overall, like, you're great, you're smart, you know, kind of like that overall. Mm-hmm. My grandma, obviously, she supported my my living, my, my housing from when I first went there. I couldn't have done it without her, obviously, and her support. Um, uh, and when I was doing this, the idol group, the people I met there, the Russian girl, especially... Um, her name is Natalia, but she goes by, by Mocha, but yeah, she, she really, you know, when I was getting lazy or when I was, you know, getting too comfortable, she'd be like, Hey, let's do this. Do you want to do this? Like, are you going to do this? And she, she kind of kept me really motivated. And, Mm. you know, we had, we had negative times too, where we're both like very, very negative, like, you know, Oh, this isn't going to work out and blah, blah, blah. But then we we shared that journey together mm-hmm. yeah. so she's a very very special person in my life as well mm-hmm. and obviously like my Good. friends from back home like you guys mm-hmm. um I, I know we don't get to talk too much but when we do talk it's like really nothing has changed it just gives me so much joy and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I joined you know our organization when I did in college because they say like college friends last mm-hmm. forever and mm-hmm. I I'm living that as a reality right now so oh, my heart my heart my oh. little heart oh I love you Kanoa <laughs> me Corazon oh. <laughs> yeah you guys are like, you guys are so inspiring too like oh. always had little projects you know <laughs> your your timeline is just so glad to um be a part of it and just see what you guys are gonna do next and yeah we've done a lot together but yeah you've definitely been part of that journey oh yeah through every chapter that we've had a project like she's always been involved in some way like whether it was you know cupcake lingerie or for victoria and marie where she was yeah one of our models for one of our photo shoots she was the first a model for us she was the first place she was a model for and then she became to be a model a successful model for herself oh my gosh that was so (laughs) funny little did we all know (laughs) yeah but I I love how you guys were like so down for me though like because like I said it's always it was always the struggle for me to identify with with anybody even in the states as well so like like Miko said earlier, coming into San Francisco where everybody's very multicultural mm-hmm. and meeting you guys where you, Abby, you have like like 25 different ethnicities or something crazy like that. <laughs> it's like insane. And then and then Miko who's like 
Filipino, but she's Japanese and at heart. Like she's not even oh have God. Japanese blood, but she's like literally a Japanese. Like I can say that now. I'm I just with Japanese people and you are Japanese girl. I am waiting for the day that I can even just get to Japan. I was so close this year, but Kanoa, I will be there in no time. And yes. then, and then we will see. Name. And then we will see. Her name is Kamiko, for God's sake. Yeah, Kamiko. Like, Her name Hello. is Kamiko. <laughs> so that's why I was, I, I don't know, I felt like a connection like instantly. Oh, and I remember so when you modeled for us or when we had our Victorian Marie project. Um, and it was you and my actual like little sister, like mm-hmm. modeled, both modeled mm-hmm. for us. And it was like windy. Yeah, you guys are like trying so hard. It was super cold, and you guys are wearing like a tank top. And like, we had to wrap yeah, them in something. warm jackets, yeah. And then, and then Abby like glittered a whole bottle of glitter on my head, and it took me like two weeks to like get that glitter out of my hair. She literally just went like, like everywhere. It was a trend back then to have glitter in your part. It you was know? part of the space buns look, you know? The, it was yeah. part of the look. It was that was so funny. I can hear her when she dumped it. She was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. oh God. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm so looking forward to, yeah, seeing you guys. Yeah. The day comes in our soon. new stages of life. Yes. I know. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like this is just kind of epitomizes kind of like what Evolu is really about. Just, you know, looking retrospectively, like from where we came from, kind of like little caterpillars young in life in our mm-hmm. early 20s and really how all of us have just grown and evolved into you know different people into what we want to do with our lives and that's you know a big reason of why we wanted to share your story Kanoa with everyone because you have evolved so much as a person Mm -hmm. from when we initially met you to where you are now I mean you know you were a freshman in college you joined our sorority you know my god (laughs) triggered you know it's it's such a unique experience though Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad I, I I did it going from that to like where you are now you know you graduated college in four years you got your degree you followed your dreams to Mm -hmm. go to Japan and live your life freely how in the way in which you wanted to so many people are held back from doing that for so many reasons whether it be you know fear you know Mm -hmm. or family or relationships or you know whatever it is that holds a person back but like you actually did it and you know I admire that so much about you and that's why you know we wanted to share that with yeah. with people your story the world um, needs to well, know you. the world needs yeah. to know well well let me just say <laughs> i really could have not done it without you guys and abby in particular because abby's the one well we have the same <laughs> major 
we have the same um, college major, but I remember talking to Abby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, guys, I came in as a computer science major. Okay. Because you I did. got a virus on my computer one time and I was pissed that I had to pay the guy $400. So I was like, I'm going to be a computer science major because I can, <laughs> I could cure my own viruses. And then I took my first calculus class and then I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so and then I talked to Abby and she was like, well, there's this major. I'm doing it now. It's basically a, biz- a business major. And she's the one who kind of, you know, helped me go through that and change my major and help me through my classes as well. So it's just um, it's just pretty amazing how um that happened and also I want to add that it doesn't matter what your major is so don't even true like (laughs) it doesn't even matter I think anyone can agree that it does not matter what you decide to major in college so Mm -hmm. don't sweat it like oh what I choose is what I want to do no just do it because that's what society wants us to do just to have that there and then do whatever you want right Mm -hmm. like yeah so don't sweat it at all. Just get that piece of paper that you completed a degree, yeah. whatever, and you yeah. can do what or you want. Yeah. Wait, or don't. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Whatever. I think the the common theme underneath all of that is how do you want to grow and like what do you want to do? How do you see yourself living your life? And whether you choose to go the college route and get a degree or find other ways to develop yourself by other mentors and other teachers or whatever way that feels the most natural to you to just do that. As long as you're growing and you're doing the things that you love to do, then you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, we've talked about everything under the sun of, you you know, how you got here, how you you know, decided to move to Japan, you know, things you've done, your accomplishments, some of the challenges you've overcome. And so, you know, reaching the end of that arc, like, what, like, tell us, so I guess it's like a two part question, like, you know, what goals do you have for yourself, you know, in the future? And what advice would you give to those who would like to start another life or career in another country? Well, I would say my goal in life, I know it's, it's very vague, but is to just be happy every day, living every day, because that's, you know, life just goes by so quick. And there's no time to be unhappy, but also finding the stability that that makes you happy. Um, Because not only thinking about yourself, but thinking about for me, especially because I'm I have a Japanese side, you know, they're very I'm their only child on the Japanese side. So I'm the last one, you know, so I I definitely want to make them proud. It's an Asian thing for sure, but I—that's my goal. Is I wanna, I want my grandma and I want my mom to feel like they're not worried anymore. You know, like oh, okay, she's good. You know, she's 
she's she's got it which in um japan it's a little bit different because in the states once you turn 18 you're an adult and they see you in as adult and they're like okay bye like love you do your thing you're an adult good for you japan it's like you'll always be a child to them always 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 and they'll always be worried about you and they'll be concerned like are you working like you know are you eating like you know it's a different ball game so my goal is for them to feel like at peace and to feel like oh Kanoa's fine like she's she's got it and that's my number one goal um I guess career wise to feel like I was part of something bigger than myself. That's also a goal to know at the end of a job, everyone um, felt like happy about it. And they thought like, okay, we're really glad that Kanoa was there because we couldn't have done it without her. And that's like the most satisfying feeling um, to know that you contributed and you were a help to somebody or to something that's bigger than yourself, right? So that's that's my goal. Very, very vague. But I think, you know, that's what a goal, you, that's my goal, definitely. Um, and as far as advice, I would say, like this sounds very cliche, but having the confidence in yourself um, is important to know that you can do it like tell yourself you can do it because I think um, everything is mental like if you tell your, if you know or you're worried or you tell yourself or sometimes when people tell you you can't do it you believe you can't do it and you can't do it because how can you do something you you believe you can't do right so just tell yourself even if you're lying to yourself just tell yourself you can do it and hear your voice like merging into your brain if that makes sense like tell yourself physically like you can do it and you probably can't do it yes like it's a mental game out there like Miko was saying earlier there's there's a sign um that uh for everything like take the signs and just go with it um because everything has a way of working out if you just keep going keep going Mm. Yeah. yeah great advice so much great advice and so many gems like not even just at the end but just like everything that you shared is just so like high vibrational like following you know your intuition trusting your gut looking for the synchronicities telling yourself like positive affirmations like really building yourself up and like understanding how to empower you like Oh my God, there's like so many things that I just like want to pull out, but I can already, I already know that the, everyone that's listening in is probably like taking notes down, like so, <laughs> so profusely. Um, I hope so. I know that we are. So, <laughs> so Kanoa, like, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us like your story, every layer of it. And I know that we could, you know, we could even, we can go longer um, and there's so much more to you that I know I everyone, so much. <laughs> there's so much that everyone could like hear from you. But I think in this time, I don't know how long it's been. It's like been an hour, hour and a half. There's so many things that other people can just feel that little gem as they find that next sign in their life and then go after it too. So, well, yeah. I hope so. Wow, this is so 
great. Like hearing myself say this too, it's it's really um, motivated my myself in a way. Like yeah. whoa, wow, because wow. it's important to reflect and mm-hmm. and um, put it into voice. Because like I think it's really important to hear your own voice because we're always mm-hmm. you know always in our heads. So yes. saying something out loud. Um, there's not there's no voice that resonates more to you than your own voice it's literally Mm -hmm. vibrating within you it's in your vibrating through your nasal cords and your brain like you hear your voice the most so it's just you know even if you don't believe it just say it and it'll come true yeah Mm -hmm. say it out loud for sure for sure yeah Yeah, like you know doing I mean, I, I do that, like, when I've done therapy, you know, I same thing, just talking about, you know, your feelings or your thought process or like, whatever, just saying it out loud, just truly makes a difference, because you can say it to yourself in your head, like over and over and over again. But like, once you actually like, say it out loud, like things like come out of you that, you know, you didn't realize before, or you did mm-hmm. you know before um until you actually like really said it out loud so that's why I think like having like these types of conversations are really Mm -hmm. important just like talking about it and not just you know us talking about it between ourselves but I think I want to encourage you know any of our audience or people like listening to us talk about it to have these kinds of conversations like within themselves like talk with their friends or their family members you know like whoever it's it's really important because you oftentimes will stumble upon things about yourself that you didn't even know before yeah Yeah. definitely yeah I think so it's so important to have sessions like this. Yes. Thanks so much for tuning in and we're so glad you're here. If you enjoyed today's episode, screenshot this and share it on Instagram and send it to a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It would mean the world to us. If you want to learn more about Evolu, check out our website or DM us on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next week.